Hey, hey, welcome back to Be The Light Podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Phillips, and uh, I was deliberating on recording this this morning because I thought, oh, these voices are rising. I was like, I don't, what am I going to say? Is it a value? Is it, is it worthwhile? What if I flub it up? All of these ideas. What a great word, flub flub it up. So what if I flub it up? Anyway, I'm just recording this. I'm sharing this with you. I'm not going to edit this. This is just it. <laughs> and this is part of my own process and part of my own experience of just being myself, which sounds a little bit silly, perhaps, and a little bit ridiculous. But what I've noticed within myself and with, I'd say, almost all of my clients is, and maybe humanity at large, Many, many people have a very difficult time being themselves. What does that even mean to be myself? Who am I? And really, we're conditioned. Much of us is a programmed, conditioned, socialized being. And this is why I believe that there's so much anxiety depression and unhappiness within people despite us living in one of the most privileges privileged areas in the whole world you know we have our survival needs taken care of we have our food we have a roof over our head or for those of us listening to this i'm going to to imagine that that's pretty accurate so what is this disconnection all about? What is this deeper underlying dissatisfaction? What I've come to realize is that we have a cultural societal disease. And it's the disease of not enoughness. The disease of not enoughness and almost everyone I speak to, uh, myself included, when we really look Peel back the layers of what is the root cause of dis-ease. The root cause of dis-ease lies somewhere in the seed of not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough, not feeling deserving, not feeling worthy of even being here or of existing or having to play small or not feeling worthy of abundance or not feeling like we can really shine and be who we came here to be. And when our soul is not allowed to be who it came here to be or isn't given the opportunity or, or that chance, then this is when we start to disconnect. And when even on a deep cellular structure, structural level, uh, the cell starts to deform because there's a, a knowing of who we're here to be on one level, on this energetic soul level. And then there's the living out, the playing out of our day-to-day. And a lot of this conditioning is based in fear. It's based in ancestral fear. It's based in familial fear. It's based in fear or stress or lack or scarcity or worry or anxiety that is passed down generationally or that permeates the culture at large and when we're marinating in this fear even if it's subtle 
then we contract. And we're not here to stay in contraction. The, the pulsation of the breath, the pulsation of the universe is both expansion and contraction. And from my experience, I go into contract to again expand. But if I continue to contract ever more, that leads to destruction. So there's a natural pulsation of exhale, inhale, the ebb and flow, day and night. We're not meant to be uh, in the sunshine all of the time, right? We're not meant to be 100% productive and what I, what I would say in the summertime of our life all of the time. So the contraction, and if you find yourself in a phase of contraction in your life, don't worry. Be in contraction, but allow the expansion to come when it's ready to come. So what happens is we'll go into a contraction phase and then we start to self-identify with that. And then it becomes woven into our personality, woven into who we think we are and how we think the world is. And that's not true. We are not contraction. We are uh, the, the presence that is experiencing both the contraction and the expansion. And from my personal experience, I feel better, more aligned with my being when I'm in expansion. However, I truly am learning to value the moments, the days of contraction. And I was in a contraction phase for years after the death of my partner. That, that grief phase was a deep contraction. So there's a lot of wisdom in that. There's a lot of wisdom when we lean into that, opposed to avoid it or run away from it, to really settle into that. But here's the thing, we just don't want to stay in that perpetually. And we can. People do. People stay in contraction for their life. And I don't believe that that's natural. I don't believe that's the natural rhythm. But we have to have the willingness to allow expansion to come and move us. So all of this boils down to being more you. To being more you, because that's truly what the world needs. It needs you to be you, not to be a replica of somebody else, not to copy someone else or try and emulate someone else. It's like, how can we go inside deeply into the source of our own being, which is connected to the creator of all that is? How do we go deep inside ourselves and begin to listen? begin to feel into who am I? What is my natural rhythm? What is my natural pulse? What are my inclinations? What, what lights me up? What are my desires? What do I really long to do and yearn to do? What, I, what do I dream to do? And then maybe right the moment after as we start to envision and dream, the contraction comes. The story of, well, I can't do that, or here's the limitation, or here's the, the reasons or the excuses, and all of that, which may feel very, very real. And yet, a lot of this are the stories that we've cultivated and developed and generated throughout our life. And we keep reaffirming uh, limiting beliefs. We keep reaffirming the parts of ourselves who are playing small, the parts of ourselves who are living out of scarcity, the parts of ourselves who are disconnected from the source of all that is, from creation, from whatever the energy is, call it what you will, call it God, call it uh, the great mystery, call it nature, call it love, whatever you want to call it. The, the energy that created this 
miracle of, of life, of existence, and the energy that is sustaining this, and the energy also of destruction. So we have the creator, we have Brahma, we have the sustainer, we have Vishnu, and we have the destroyer, we have Shiva, and all three in that trilogy are equally as important and valid and beautiful. And we need to, well, we don't need to do anything, but if we choose to, we can move into a deeper relationship with life that is friendlier, that is in a place of ease and surrender. And I know surrender has some negative connotations in our society, but when we can live our life continually offering it up, surrendering up what no longer is of us, which we no longer wish to carry, what feels like a burden, which feels like old gunk trapped in our body. In Ayurveda, we call it ama. We have this gunk. We have it physically, which creates disease. We have it mentally and emotionally, which creates disease. And this gunk is accumulated toxicity. And originally meditation was created to help take out the garbage, right? We help, <laughs> we detoxify, we clear out the trash of our own mind, of our own psyche through stillness, through observation, through looking at, wow, look at that crap that's in my mind that's surfacing that's running the show and a lot of this fortunately or unfortunately i'm not sure but is subconscious we're not even aware of it and then we look out through these eyes and we think well that's just the way the world is but we're looking through the eyes of toxicity we're looking through the eyes of distortion we're looking through a filter that is not aligned with creation creation is non-judgmental create creator the energy that created you is not judging you the energy that created you is not thinking you should be somewhere else other than where you are. That is your own distortion of thinking you should be somewhere else or someone else other than who you are. So when we can settle into our beingness, into the brilliance and the magnificence of the uniqueness of our own individuality and let that move through us, this is the gift to the world. And we see this with children. Children are unapologetic. They don't know they're supposed to not be themselves. <laughs> they haven't gone into that place, you know, until they start to get a little bit older where they are socialized and conditioned. But there's a time in a child's life that is so innocent and pure and connected because they have not been told that they're not okay the way that they are. They have not yet taken on. They have not yet embodied the imprinting from the parents or the society or the teachers or whoever. And so we all have that place within inside of us. We all have that place inside of us that is still connected to the being that we are. So if you think of yourself back to childhood, and, and I understand that not everybody had a big window of opportunity to experience this. But I believe that we all know it somewhere in our energy field, somewhere in our being, because our soul, even if we came in and had horrendous experiences in our childhood or growing up, on a soul level, we cannot be disturbed or distorted. Our soul is, is wise. Our soul comes in at choosing certain 
situations and experiences and parents so that we can have the experience we came here to experience. So we're not a victim to life. And we might play that victim story or feel that victimhood. And I felt that for so many years and it was subtle and it was deep and it was profound and it, it oozed out of me in ways that I tried not to let it leak out. And I didn't know how to do it any differently because that just felt what was true. This is the way the world is. This is how I am. This is how these are the struggles. This is what's going to be hard. And it felt like I had to make it all happen that I had to be the one to make the money, to get ahead, to prove myself, to do really well, all of that, all of that conditioning. And what I'm learning is that there's a, a place when we soften, when I soften, when I go into offering up my life, offering up my, my energy, what I do in the world, who I connect with on a daily level to, to something bigger than myself then the amazing thing is that there's an opening that happened. There's a spaciousness that happens. And in that spaciousness, faith is developed. And this deep faith is required to have a peaceful existence. And when we cultivate and practice staying connected to the source of all that is, that is always available to us, when we stay connected and practiced, in that, life becomes more fluid, less jarring, less controlled by the protective personality, the fear-based personality, the one that is afraid of fill in the blank, not being good enough, not getting ahead, that's comparing, that's judging, and what a torturous way to live. And I've seen working with my clients, incredible transformation. When there's the choice to start letting go of needing to be in control. Because the reality is we're not in control. Like we're on this ball flying through the sky, spinning around. Like it's kind of crazy what's going on. <laughs> and that we're here and attached to this this planet through through gravity and and we forget that we're part of this huge universe part of this big cosmic dance that we're so insignificant and magnificent all at once we're insignificant and magnificent all at once so remembering that moment to moment for me I feel relief. I feel like, ah, oh, I don't have to try so hard. And gosh, I'm good at trying so hard. <laughs> and I'm practicing letting go of all of that. And it's way more fun. And I'm practicing having more fun. I ran into a colleague yesterday on the street. We used to work at the wellness center together. And she was like, oh, I've been watching you on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and oh gosh, you've been rock climbing and having so much fun I'm like yes <laughs> And she said, you know, it's inspiring her and reminding her that she wants and needs to have more fun and It's moments like that that I realize We never know the impact and so the more that we're in our beingness who we came here to be and I'm starting to realize I came to be fun. I came to be the adventure that I am. 
and just me being me. And it, it, for you, it might be different, right? Maybe you came here to be joy. Maybe you came here to be uh, peace. Maybe you came here to be, I don't know, but whatever you came here to be, and it's not just one thing, when we're that, when we're expressing that, when we're living that, when we're, we're energetically vibrating in that resonance, that is what truly gives others the, the permission to do the same for themselves. So it's a disservice when you're not living the life that you came here to live that doesn't light you up. It doesn't mean every day is going to be rainbows and unicorns, although it might. Um, however, if we're not living in our essence, it's a disservice. We're holding back. We're thieving away from the universe, from other people, uh, the truth. And we're holding back and we've got these masks and we've got these personas and the people we think we have to be to be accepted or appreciated or recognized. And for those of you like me that, that are, um, I was going to say born again pleasers, I don't think that's the right metaphor, but uh, you know, a pleaser in recovery of going, God, I've been trying to please people for so long. And you know what? It doesn't work. I've tried to please people for many years and they're not pleased or they might be. And then if I do something that displeases them, then it, the pendulum swings. So standing in our own essence is our power. Standing in our own naturalness, our own vibration is where we will be the healthiest. And Ayurveda has said this for thousands of years. We have our prakriti, which is our constitution that's created at the moment of conception. And that is the blueprint for our health and well-being. And when we're not in accordance, not in alignment with that blueprint, dis-ease occurs. And that's what the whole system of Ayurveda has developed around that of going, hey, hello, are, do you realize you're not healthy because you're not connected to who you are and you're not living out in the way that is going to be most supported, most harmonious, most enlightening to you? And that's what I love about Ayurveda. It's so individual. It's so unique to every single person. Yet the philosophy, the, the major umbrella of Ayurveda gives us the tools, the language, the understanding of how to individualize our life and how to be healthy as an individual, depending on what we need. Anyway, that's a whole other tangent. That's that's what my 100-hour Ayurvedic yoga training program is about. And if that sparks your heart and, and you're curious about that, feel free to reach out um, about that program that's coming up. And it's, it's very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting for me anyway because, uh, you know, I'm biased, of course. I do believe that Ayurveda can help everybody. I'm not saying it's going to heal everybody. Well, that's not true. It is going to heal everybody. It's not going to cure everybody. And there's a big difference between healing and curing. So we can heal. We can heal emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And oftentimes our physical body will follow suit because we're, the physical body is getting its imprinting. It's getting its information of how to respond and how to be through the mental, emotional, energetic fields. So when we, when we heal our heart, when we forgive, when we release resentment, when we move on from past hurts or, or anger, when all of our energy isn't focused into 
our sense of unworthiness, of not deserving, of I'm not good enough, of that disease, of not enoughness. When our energy isn't being pulled down, 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 down through that, then that opens up the energy for healing to naturally occur. So that's beautiful. It's not even that we have to do more. It's like just clearing out what isn't of us to give our body, our whole being, our whole system, the space to do what it knows how to do, which is come back into alignment and heal. And sometimes, you know, we need to go out of our day-to-day life for that. We need to retreat. We need to change things up a bit so that we can create the space for our body to realign to itself, for our mental, emotional, psychic energies to come back into harmony and unison with its uh, rhythm, with its knowing, with that place that just feels good within you. So here's my little story from last night, me undoing social conditioning. I went, I'd finished work, finished up with a client, and I was hungry. I live a block from Whole Foods. I did not want to buy something from Whole Foods because it now just feels like the cafeteria to me. Um, And I didn't have much food other than a soggy carrot, you know, and they get a little bit shriveled up and wiggly. A soggy carrot and an onion and some almond milk and chia seeds, hemp seeds. Like I did not have dinner in my fridge. So I popped out and went to a little restaurant and picked up some takeout of this nice, healthy meal. And I'm walking back and my friends are sitting on a little terrace at a little sidewalk cafe eating (laughs) eating their nachos and drinking their wine and so it was delightful to see them and I had my little takeout container and like do you want to sit down and have your dinner and I'm like oh couldn't how rude I can't sit at this establishment and eat my dinner that I didn't buy here like it's it's crazy right crazy so I thought no that's that's rude that's inappropriate all of the stuff and then I stopped myself and you know what I thought I said I said, F it. That's, that's conditioning. That's ridiculous. I just want to sit here with my friends and eat this food. So I did. I went in. I went in the little exit door that said exit only. I went in that door. I sat down and I ate my takeout food at this restaurant where I was loitering, essentially. And it was really fun. The waitress, at least the first three times she came by, didn't look at me. <laughs> she, she couldn't look me in the eye. And then I thought, am I in maybe I'm somehow disguised, I'm, I'm invisible here and she can't see me, which is perfect, I'm fine with that. Because um, there was a moment of mild discomfort of feeling like I've done something bad and wrong. Here's the thing, that's just conditioning. I haven't done anything bad or wrong. I'm just sitting, having a conversation with my friends. So maybe seems like a bit of a silly example, but it's these constant continuous choices into doing something different into doing something that we wouldn't normally do that starts to open up space. So I gave myself permission, um, and eventually the waitress did look at me, and it was all fine. Uh, (laughs) And even if she didn't, that's fine too. I was just enjoying myself. And I really have always respected people that can, can do that, can go against what might seem inappropriate what might seem you know the thing that we're not supposed to do because we've just all agreed on this 
silent agreements like, well, you don't take your own food into a restaurant and sit down with your friends and eat it if you're not buying anything. Who cares? It's just life. <laughs> it's just life. So maybe that will inspire you to do something that's a little bit out of the ordinary, a little bit out of your comfort zone. And the more we can lean into that and step by step do more of that, I think A, life becomes a lot more fun. And B, it just allows us to be more of who we are and undo the conditioning, to unwind the conditioned mind. So that's all I got. That's all I got for today. Right before I recorded this, I told you in the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't know. What am I going to say? And honestly, I don't really know what I'm going to say. My, my theme coming into this was be more you because that's what the world needs. That was my, my idea. But beyond that, that's just like, okay, let's take that idea and run with it. But right before I pressed record, I opened up an email and I saw that the last line of the email from my friend was, thank God you're you. So I want to share that with you today and just say to you, thank God you're you. Thank God you are the beauty and the uniqueness that you are. Don't hold back from who you are. We need you. We need you to express yourself. I'm not talking about being unkind or, you know, speaking your truth and hurting somebody. I'm not speaking of that. I'm talking about we need you to tap into the heart of who you are and be that. Be that inside your own self. And however that radiates and expresses out into the world, when that's coming from the alignment of your soul, you're in your power. You're in your radiance and your brilliance. And we need that. We need you. Yes, I mean you. We need you to be that more. Doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how much conditioning and program you have, we can dissolve that, we can unwind it, we can live the life we came here to live. So, wishing you a beautiful day, much love, and I look forward to you seeing you, or, well, not seeing you, but sharing with you <laughs> on the next podcast. All right, much love. Ciao.